Welcome to the Kimmy Travels Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Walter. I am an expert expat and a slow traveler who spent nearly 15 years abroad. Join me as I talk about a variety of topics surrounding all things travel, living abroad, and social issues. Pull up a seat as I share some of my most exciting stories and experiences. You'll also hear from my fellow Globetrotters, and you'll get my take on what's going on in the world. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Kimmy Travels podcast. We have another spectacular guest for you today, uh, Monica Selden, who is the CEO and founder of Selden Cafe. Monica, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Great, great, great. So tell us about your company. First and foremost, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Of course. (laughs) I love to connect with people that I have met outside of the United States. So this Mm -hmm. is really, really, really awesome. And let me tell you a little bit about myself and my company. It is called Selden Cafe. We are an online coffee company and we specialize in Colombian coffee. So all of our coffee comes straight from the farmers, local farmers here in, in, in uh, Colombia, specifically around the Bogota region. I have had this company, we began the company in Bogota, Colombia since March of 2019. So it is fairly new and it has expanded. Even though it started in Colombia, we have recently started operations. We're still a startup in the United States. We are officially incorporated in Seattle and most recently in Louisiana as of 2021 for Louisiana and December oh. 2020 in Seattle. So Super we recent. Are new. Mm. Yes, yes, mm. yes. <laughs> We're new. And we also, in addition to Colombian coffee, we also offer different coffee flavors, which will continue to grow. So, you know, for my fellow Americans that love hazelnut and French vanilla <laughs> and teas, we still have those brands as well. Okay, awesome. So before we like get into it, into it, we have to tell everybody how we know each other because you mentioned that uh, you love to meet people outside of the US. <laughs> so Monica and I actually met when I was living in Colombia, specifically in Bogota. Do you remember? <gasps> I think it was yes. that brunch. It was a brunch hosted by one of our I guess, mutual friends. Did you know Hindi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, one of our mutual friends coordinated a brunch for all the other African-Americans or Afro-Colombians in Bogota to kind of uh, come together because we're kind of so few far in between. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was nice for us to kind of connect. And that's where I first met uh, Kimberly. She just moved to Bogota from Cali. From Medellin. Oh, Medellin, Medellin, Bogota. (laughs) She's been all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) She's been all over the place. I've yeah. been in uh, Bogota for, I've just stayed put in Bogota. I haven't visited or lived anywhere else, but okay. she's, Kimberly sat right next to me. I was like, hi, how are you? I'm like, okay. That, and you guys, <laughs> that meeting was, it turned out to be faithful because not too long after that, I had a bit of a medical emergency. And because I was so new to Bogota, I didn't know a lot of people. And I was um, kind of humbled as a very independent person to like reach out for help and it's like hi I know we just met but I kind of need to go into the hospital for an operation so <laughs> <laughs> we're like oh okay. I need some help it was uh, a very 
I don't know, maybe strange or stressful situation. So, hey, you guys always get insurance when you're traveling. Okay. I just had to drop that in there. So back to coffee. I specifically, like, I love, love, love your blend. So I ordered uh, Monica's coffee just, you know, to be prepared so I could like, you know, try the product. It is so smooth. It is, I won't tell you the American brand that I've been drinking just as my everyday, you know, morning coffee. But when I brewed your coffee, it just reminded me of like being back in Colombia, just like a really nice cup of coffee. I, I take my coffee black, no sugar, no cream. So mm -hmm. I can really, you know, appreciate the bean. <laughs> That's how we should enjoy yes, coffee. Yes. yes. And yes. you guys, mm -hmm. smooth, smooth, smooth on the palate. So 10 out of 10, I can totally recommend it. So Thank tell you. us why you even chose Colombia. Like, how did you decide to go to Colombia to start your, or to live or to start your business? Well, this business is my second business. I had another business in the States. I was doing commercial financing where I was uh, serving as the broker between small businesses and banks and small business owners that needed money. I had the contacts to connect them to build their business and to grow their business. And I wanted to expand that business abroad. And so I've always wanted to visit and go to Columbia. And so in time, I was living in Atlanta at the time. So um, I just ended up meeting different people and just decided you know, to actually go and visit the country. I was a little nervous about Bogota because it wasn't as aesthetically uh, beautiful as it was in Medellin or Cartagena. You've got that right. So, Bogota, if you've never been, I, I hate to interrupt you, but I just I have to give <laughs> no, people no, no. a visual. It's like the big, I call it big bad Bogota right? Because it's like the capital city, it's overpopulated, there's a lot of pollution and traffic and noise and movement. And it's not, honestly, it's not a beautiful city. So I'm no, just and a lot, agreeing a with lot you of on that. A lot of graffiti. And so it's not, and you know, it has a lot of negative connotations about a Bogota, it's scary, the drugs and so forth. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to visit that, <laughs> that particular city. But through talking people that have traveled there, you know, it's like, oh, it's safe. So I actually met a friend who was from Medellin and she invited me to stay with her in her home, which was great because it's my first time going by myself. So at least I wasn't alone. And so I decided to visit different cities within Colombia. So I visited Medellin, or Medellin first, Cartagena. Cartagena was too hot for me. I don't like too hot weather. <laughs> and then finally Bogota. I just kind of just felt right in place with Bogota because I'm a city girl and I spent most of my career in New York City. So I just love the fast pacedness, even though it's not as fast as New York, it's just, it still moves and people aren't as friendly and as, uh, you know, I'm not a Southern girl either. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Like, so there's a mix of, of yeah. kind of things going on there. It sounds like. And so I knew that this would be the best place to expand my business in, mm. in the city and there's mm. more connections there in the city. So I just decided, okay, if I want to expand to Columbia, I can do it here. When I went back to Atlanta, oddly enough, I was invited to attend an event which is called, it's hosted by this group called ProColombia. And what ProColombia does is what they try to have small businesses in Colombia export their products to the United States. So I was invited as a buyer to go into to Colombia and see which companies that I wanna work with to help them export their products to the States. And so that's how that relationship kind of grew. The first trip I went on my own dime uh, because I was in the financial area, 
But the second time around, they had another event. I was invited and they actually paid for it. I'm like, oh. wow. So on that first trip, were you able to mm-hmm. kind of make connections? And mm-hmm. how did you network that? Were like, was it a yearly event where you kind of kept in touch with the with the people you met? How did you manage that? So this specific event, Expo Artesanias, it happens every year, every December. And so they have all the, the local villages, they come to Coferias, which is like the main convention center in Bogota to come and showcase their products and look for different buyers all over the world. And so this event is annual. Again, Coferias is the convention center. I know every city in the US has their own specific convention center. And so with this convention center, they have different events. So every month or yeah, at least every month or maybe sometimes twice a month, they have international events. They invite international buyers. And so I was invited to another event um, that summer in June, of course, it's a completely different thing, but the idea was to invite American companies to purchase products from Colombia and have help them export. Oh, okay. So it was more of like a partnership. Mm-hmm. So they're giving you the exposure with the hope that you're gonna export their product. Right, purchase oh, their product awesome. and more exposure. Mm. So I got invited and I kept getting invited to these events. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is my dream come true. I can, I can now, have a, a company, not only in the States, but abroad. But the thing about starting a business abroad, and you know, we're gonna go into that, is that you have to study the culture. You have to really understand how business is done. And so, you know, I'm American, so of course I have this, especially in North America, where things are fast, things are quick, and that's not how things happen here in Latin America. As you know, relationships are built face-to-face, they're built in time, they're built, okay, let's have a coffee. And, you know, and sometimes in the States, you're like, oh, okay, let's just get to the point. <laughs> That's true. You, if you, okay, I have to, like, because you were saying that, I'm just remembering how true that is, because I've been mm-hmm. away for a while. So just you retelling that story is sparking up these memories. It's like having a phone conversation. If somebody calls you, like, yeah, what do you want? Like, hey, what's up? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> right? Get to the point. But in Colombia, it's like, Hello, did you sleep well? Have you eaten today? Oh, the weather. Oh, how are the kids? Oh, and then you're going to have this like five or 10 minute relationship building (laughs) intro to the conversation. conversation. And for somebody who's used to like getting to the point, you're like, why does everybody keep asking me if I've eaten? Yes, I've eaten. (laughs) (laughs) I ate. What else? Or how are you? Five different ways. How are you? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. <laughs> so, but this is so important to, like you said, relationship building, because you, you do have to, to build that up. And in your case, it was very beneficial. It was beneficial. And especially since the business that I had at the time was more financial. And so when you're dealing with money, everybody kind of needs to know you. They need to know your background and needs to know who, who am I working with. So having a relationship over Skype, is, it, it's just not possible especially if you're working with people in Latin America who don't know you. Granted, okay, you have the status, okay, you're a foreigner, you're American, that's kind of like, okay, great, but they still don't know you. So I decided that the best way to build the brand, to get to know the people and get to know the culture, to see how they do business is to actually physically move. Oh, okay. That's, okay. And so when did you make that decision? It was kind of an impromptu decision. Let's see. The, the first time I went was in September 2015. 
And then I came back to Atlanta. Then I got invited to this event in December. And so after this trip, I just knew that I wanted to move. I knew that I wanted to expand my business. And I knew that in order to do that, I just had to be there. Just meeting and talking to people within my two-week vacation, I figured, okay, I'm going to move. And at the time, I didn't have any responsibilities or things that are tying me down. And I have, I have had lived abroad before, and I wanted to do it again. So I found this is the perfect opportunity for me to do it, especially if I want oh, to expand my business. Oh, so this wasn't your first time abroad? No. Ah, where were you before then? I studied abroad in Madrid. So I was there for about six months and I got to travel all over and I'm like, I want to do this again. And then, you know, I, I uh, ended up getting a job. <laughs> and uh, when I was working on my master's, I went to China to do my work on my thesis there and knew that, okay. Wow. I spent some time there. I didn't know. Keep going. (laughs) I was like, I didn't know any of this. (laughs) You guys, start a podcast. You can get to know people super, super, super well, better than you already (laughs) knew them. (laughs) Yes. I had spent some time in Shanghai and Beijing, and I was working my thesis. I was doing, um, my background is finance, but it was more so in the oil and gas industry and alternative fuels. So I was really into ethanol. And China's energy population was growing. So I wanted to see if alternative fuels could be a good viable solution for that. So anyway, long story short, I went there, loved it. I'm like, okay, I definitely want to live abroad again. Because again, it's just opening a different perspective of how people are doing business. So I learned how people do business in the Asian culture. In New York, I've learned how to do business. I used to work at Japanese banks, so the Japanese culture, you know, kind of, and that's actually different, Japanese versus the, uh, how they do business in China. And so um, I didn't go back to China because I ended up getting a job <laughs> here in the States. So I knew that I, I definitely wanted to live abroad again, having those experiences. And I felt like this is the perfect time where everything was just okay just for me to really leave. fell together for you. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. So once you got to Colombia, how was that? When I got to Colombia, I didn't start off my company right off the bat. I got a job teaching English and for the visa. One, because I wanted to kind of get, learn a bit more about the culture, kind of immerse and see how people interact with each other and the visa, first and foremost, because I really didn't know technically how to start a company. I knew that I wanted to expand it, but I just, I had to do a little bit more research. And Mm -hmm. that first thing that I learned, because my background is international business. So the most important thing to do is to understand the culture and see how business is done. Mm-hmm. But I have, I learned that through teaching and to see how the interaction oh, is. That's so I, interesting. What? Yeah, and, and I'm actually it was a really good experience. Um, mm-hmm. I got the opportunity to teach at a university, mm-hmm. university, and I had first time ever 150 students. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so this is like a proper lecture kind of environment. Yes, each class had about 30, 30 kids, and I had five classes. And because I was a fill-in, like a volunteer, until they found okay. a permanent teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, teaching English, fine, but to Colombians, people actually from there, and just seeing how they engage. And mm-hmm. it was an experience because of how, again, how much they enjoy the closeness or being close to someone. Because, you know, That's in the States, true. you can't mm-hmm. touch anybody. You can't touch the kids. You, you know, you're just like, ah! here 
it's 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 cool for them to for me to tap into the yes. shoulder. That's or, something you know, I had to get used to to like being in the school environment and they not just children but everyone they say really cariñoso like they're really caring they want to like give you hugs and touch you and be near you and just like all on top of each other yeah. love it I love it <laughs> I didn't love it you didn't love it I, uh, no <laughs> not at all I almost had like, a mini heart attack <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh yes of course everyone's different some people have you know those boundaries but for me it was like oh the hugs give it to me oh, and you I were the opposite <laughs> you I hated complete it opposite there were I remember one day they were surrounding me because we ran out of time and they need, they wanted to know their grades and they couldn't mm-hmm. finish all that one so they all mm-hmm. poured at me like bees to honey <laughs> my heart was like boom, 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 boom. I just wanted to run oh my oh gosh, my gosh. I I <laughs> Uh, yeah. And so at the time I was staying with roommates who were Colombian too. And that was another uh, culture immersion too. Mm-hmm. And luckily she, one of the, my roommates was a professor. And so she had to like, okay. Oh, she could kind of help you through that process of teaching. Yes, I had, it was written all over my face. I had a bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I am not well. I need you all to get back five, no, 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. she had to explain the culture and then I had to explain to them my culture so they can understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was my first cultural breakthrough. But that also translates to business too, because the whole relationship, the whole getting to know each other, the whole closeness, that's very important mm-hmm. in, in, in the culture itself. And so that that, that really helped me kind of understand how I need to do business and how I need to build that trust. Granted, the coffee didn't come too much later because what I had, it was too much red tape with the Colombian government, the banks and so forth. So I just had to think of another idea and that's fine um, because I ended up staying in Colombia a little longer than I expected. <laughs> okay. So altogether, how long, because you're still technically living there, right? Yes. How long has so it it's been, been? It's been five years. This is my fifth year. And I was only supposed to go for one year. Wow. I love stories like that. You guys go with the idea, go with the plan, but then also like go with the flow. Cause Hey, you can have a business at the end of the day. (laughs) You just don't know. You just don't know. I love that you were so open to, to that experience. I didn't want to give up because even though the idea of the commercial financing thing didn't work out, I knew that I wanted to still have an international business. So I just couldn't leave without completing this goal. And that's just me. I just had this goal and I wanted to achieve it. And so I did. But it did not come in the time period or time frame that I wanted to, because there's a lot of research and steps to go behind in order to make it happen. And I think people need to understand that when you start a business, it you everyone has this dream idea. Okay, maybe it could start within one to three months. And depending on the, your, your business plan, okay. But <laughs> let's, let's, let's take into the fact, okay, I'm in another country. I have to develop these relationships. These things take time. And so it ended up being from 2016, about two years, more or less. Okay. Okay. And how is it being a foreigner with a business? So a business owner in another country, what's that like? It has its privileges. And I say that because they respect foreigners coming into the country. They were kind of given a little bit more respect. Respect. Um, 
you know, taking the, the courage to come in and, and learning how to do business. So they're like, yes. Um, but also there is a negative thing that comes with as a foreigner, as a gringo, that you are loaded. You have tons of money. You have so much money that you can invest in this, invest in that. And mm-hmm. you get what's called like the gringo price. And but a price for the local could be something a lot higher for me. And so those are the things that you really have to kind of watch out. And that's the importance of developing those relationships. Okay. So you can you cannot do it via Skype. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's a good point that it, it's hard to build those relationships uh, virtually. So did mm-hmm. anything like that ever happen to you or how did you handle it? It did, you know, um, it's about me developing a relationship with different farmers and getting to meet the farmers. And, you know, they, a lot of the farmers depend on purchasing, you know, exporting the coffee. And so I may have gotten, I may have, I know that I have gotten a price that is not given to a local, a local purchaser. You know, I had to pay for, for this. I had to pay for that. I had to, you know, if I want to take pictures, I had to pay for this. And then I spoke to someone else and like, Oh no, no, it was free. You know? And uh, I'm like, <laughs> really mm-hmm. oh my god or or all they had to do was buy the coffee or, or something something small you know right right so anytime that they can find it I'm, it, I'm not saying it's specifically them because in time business is a little it's hard you know when you have business it's just really hard in, in general but from my experience I find that if they could find a way to make money off of you then they will okay. and so it's just really understanding what your, your, your terms and understanding your terms and negotiating what you're looking for even before getting to that location. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That's a really, that's a really good point um, about the relationship building and then also understanding how far you're going to push because sometimes Mm -hmm. if it isn't a detriment to you, you just kind of, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, okay, I got to take that hit. (laughs) Okay, keep going. <laughs> right. It's it's a lesson for the next time. You right, know? right. It's all trial and error. And that's mm-hmm. just that's business. <laughs> it is. That's business. So um, you know, I mean, obviously if you're gonna start a business, you have to go in, you know, even headed and you know, with the plan and I don't want to say ready to fight, but <laughs> If something yeah. comes up, you do have to, you know, look out for yourself and your business because it is, you know, your money on the line. And people know those people that have done their research versus people that don't, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. very important. So they can tell, so, they can tell. Exactly. So on yeah. that note, I did have to hire some help. Okay. <laughs> okay. But the legal side, you know, getting all the legal documentation, just like in the States, you have to have your business licenses, approvals and so forth. And I'm not going to go in there. I, I don't, I don't know this, this system. So mm-hmm. I kind of had to do it blindly, but I did hire, you know, a lawyer. Okay. And and then obviously there's, you know, the language, even though you spent, you know, your semester abroad and some years in Colombia, for me, when I have, whenever I had to look at legal documentation, I was just like, "Mm, I just, mm, what (laughs) every other word (laughs) I had to look it up because that's not, you know, the normal everyday situations that I was in. So if you have legalese in the States, exactly, exactly. I don't speak legalese here. I'm not gonna speak illegalese. Illegalese, <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Illegalese in Spanish. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, so that's really good. Okay, so get some local help. 
And then also, I think, you know, knowing where your Mm -hmm. limits are, right? So some people are like, I'm going to do it all. (laughs) I am, I am woman, hear me more. Uh, But yes, recognize when you need help and be able to ask for that. Okay, nice. Do you have any other pointers for starting a business abroad or any other experiences? Okay, so yes, the first thing I like to say before anything, anything, anything is do your research. You have to do, Google's a great resource and then from Google you can find um, people. Uh, for example, in Atlanta, before I moved to Columbia, I was part of this Latin America Association where I did intercambios and just to keep up my Spanish. And there I met other people from Colombia. And there I was connected from other people, you know, Colombia, US, there's always someone that lives here and, 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 and you know, lives in Colombia. And that's how I actually met my roommate through a friend that's living in, in Atlanta or staying connected with the embassy, um, the embassy uh, in, in Atlanta, this, you know, Colombian embassy. <laughs> ah, okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So building those little contacts, little by little, I was able to meet different people. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure you're familiar with intronations. Yes, love intronations. I found Tell the people, what is intronations? Intronation is a group of the expat community. <laughs> so wherever you are, they always have a group of other expats that you can socialize with. That So if you move to Korea and you're looking for maybe a non-Korean, <laughs> maybe someone who speaks English, they have these different groups so you can kind of connect with the other expat community. Yes. And it's it's not just business connections. There's obviously that aspect. But if you need to find housing, if you like to go bowling, if you want to do yoga. I think I called someone because of a mattress and we ended up being really good friends. She'd already sold the mattress, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we met up for coffee anyway, because we discovered we were both from Texas. Um, yeah, it's so it's a really, really good. People. Yes, it's very great for networking. Um, mm. So yeah, definitely. Wherever you are in, in your travels, there's an internations group for that place, for that city. Um, at top of the research, you know, save. Uh, you're going to need some cash. Mm-hmm. The currency conversion works in our favor. Yes, but still save. Save at least a year, six months to a year because mm-hmm. uh, of unexpected um, expenses. And right. especially with the visa, <laughs> if you want to stay in the country, you're going to have to pay a visa. So, you know, and depending on how long you want to do that. So also try to, to figure that out mm-hmm. as well. If it's something you want to say long term, okay. And yeah, how long you can stay in the country. Right. Those are really good points. Those are really good points. So I think like even for me, the visa got a little tricky because I went, I had some, my passport is like, I don't know, a map of my life. But like I went as a volunteer and then I get a job and then I was, you know, touristy and then I got another job. So it's like, I think mm-hmm. they were like, you again? <laughs> what are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I need a new visa. So yes. yes, be prepared to kind of work through all of those, all of those systems. So it's not just, you know, like um coffee fields and frolicking. There's a lot that's happening behind the scenes to make it all work. Yeah. So the, the lawyers really, really helped. And there was another aspect I wanted to just kind of change my thought of the research, the whole visa process. Oh, and when you choose a business, you know, make sure you actually like your business. You are really, you love your business because mm-hmm. you're going to be spending a lot of time building your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like coffee, you know, that's just not the best choice. You know, if you want it, okay, this is for profit and great, great, great. 
but there's so much behind it that I didn't even know. And I've learned so much and I'm still learning. I'm learning from the best place in the world. <laughs> you know, they've Experience. been doing coffee for six, <laughs> centuries, centuries. So, you know, it, that's also important as well. See if you want this something in the long term, not just the short term. It is. And it takes time. And I have to remind myself that too. And especially during this COVID time, mm-hmm. when I saw my business, okay, it's exponentially getting better, better than we have COVID and went like this. Wow. <laughs> Yes. It dropped. So it's like all of your hard work is like, mm-hmm. okay. All right. <laughs> That's what do there you was do now. A lot of people, you know, business owners, small business owners, well, everybody really, really suffered. But for the small business owner, it can, you know, be even harder. So, how did you navigate that? How did you navigate the pandemic, the coronavirus being in Colombia and between Colombia and the States? How did you do that? Unfortunately, my business kind of suffered. Um, so my business is kind of on pause here in Colombia and it, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, I couldn't really do anything and exporting was just a little expensive. So I just had to put everything on pause until now, until recently, for the end of 2020 and now 2021 beginning, I'm starting it again in the United States, but that was my original goal anyway, to expand to the state so I can offset the, the international shipping costs. Mm. And now that the borders are open, I can mm. travel again yes. <laughs> and start the business there. So okay. I, it's not gone. It's just on pause here in Colombia. But I am starting to kind of literally starting all over again in the States. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird because I learned how to do a business in Colombia. And I have all these great connections. Now I'm going back to my country and starting all over again and starting different relationships or rebuilding the relationship that I already have okay and learning a new system like all over again so okay. so it's like <laughs> starting over but in your native tongue <laughs> my, and you've done it better. I think yeah if you've done it in Colombia and you did all of that you know learning the culture learning the people building those relationships and then coming back to the U.S. I think you're going to have so much success because anything that you've done over and over again you're going to get better and better at it Yes, yes. It, it, it's an experience just learning how things are popping here in, in the States again. And right. <laughs> um, yeah, in my native language, that, that does help too. And actually understanding <laughs> the culture. <laughs> and understanding the culture that I don't have to understand. I know, you know, right, right. <laughs> I am the culture. So, but it's weird. And I'm sure maybe you've experienced it when you're coming back you still have a bit of your Colombian tendencies or things you, yes. you kind of adapted to. Claro que sí. <laughs> yes. Me being on time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to, to explain. Okay. So there's this word in Colombia. It's called ahorita. Ahorita, ahorita. I'll see you ahorita. I'll be there ahorita. So ahora means now in a lot of countries <laughs> but in Colombia ahorita is the opposite of now that could be in a few hours in a few days or maybe never <laughs> so when somebody says ahorita it's just like oh, okay whenever you think about it remember me it crosses your mind whenever right so you can't have any expectations so it's the same like you be you're on Colombian time it's like I'll be there when I'm going to be there. So I, I adapted that. Some things are super easy to adapt to. So if I'm meeting somebody, I'll, I'll put ish. I'll be there around seven-ish, around eight-ish. <laughs> and for me, that's me perfectly. But I'll be there, don't worry. 
I'm coming. I'll be there eventually. So I guess that doesn't fly in the States. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I went to a networking event in Louisiana and it started at 5.30, but I got there at 5.20. I was like, oh, I'm early. She's like, no, 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 you're right on time. And literally people were starting to come in at 5.25. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I should have been even earlier. <laughs> this early that you I'm talk about, explain it to me. <laughs> Oh. I don't remember the last time I showed up somewhere I'm early. Thinking, I think I'll waste some time. <laughs> I'll go have a coffee and come <laughs> back early to be on time. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, so not even like on time, but early. That is a thing that I even forgot about because I'm in, you know, quarantine. So I'm not going anywhere anyway. Anyway, but if somebody did invite me, hey, you guys, you can start inviting me places. I may not go, but anyway, you can start inviting me. I'm going to think about it. <clears throat> and I may or may not be there mm-hmm. on time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So anything else you want to to say about uh, the company here starting up in America? Yes. Yeah. So right now and in the near future, it's every, my, my business is strictly online. And so I am continuously figuring out the different palettes of the Americans because it, it is different. The coffee experience is different in Colombia versus the United States. So I am going to add different flavors so always watch out i'm now offering different promos and discounts but we are really heavily focused on providing k-cups because they're so fast and quick and you know the summertime is coming up so we may be adding some iced coffee to the mix as well Uh, but you'll definitely see a lot more presence in the south and i do have a a lot more consumers in the northeast because you know that's technically where i'm from but um I'm slowly but surely building. So I'm taking my time. We're new. So give me some time. But coffee is available. (laughs) So where can people find you on the socials, online? Where are you at, girl? Where are you at? Super easy. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter as Selden Cafe. That's S-E-L-D-E-N-C-A-F-E Cafe. Nice. Perfect. So I'm going to link it, you guys, in the show notes. So you'll have no problem uh, following Monica. And I will say, I was actually a winner of one of her flash sales. So get her, follow her on Instagram. Keep your, turn on your alerts because <laughs> she is always yes. having like some kind of promo. So you could be the next winner. <laughs> yes. Our favorite one is free shipping. So watch out for that. Oh us, yeah. So. <laughs> free shipping. That's super important. <laughs> All right, Monica, thank you so much for taking the time to explain and talk about your your business. I think it's awesome that you have, you know, done that in another country. Not many people do it and you, I know, are going to have tons and tons of success. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a guest. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. And, and I love the rest your podcast. You. And? <laughs> I love their podcast. Ah, thank you. We love to hear... Um, um, those things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Until the next time, remember, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Kimmy Travels podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, be sure to share it with others and on social media. You can also leave a review or rating wherever you listen to podcasts. To hear the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kimushka underscore Kimi Travels, on Twitter at Kimi underscore Travels, 
or you can visit my website, www.kimmytravels.com. Thanks again, and I'll catch you next time. And remember, enjoy the journey.